When we're talking about investments, a profit is only a profit when you take it. In this episode, we go over what might be one of the ways the investment companies are able to keep more of the profits and pass a lot less on to you. So if you want to learn how to get a lot more profits out of the investments that you might already have, this episode is for you. We were going through a difficult time in the in the investment world, the investment markets, and I was a bit uh, disillusioned about knowing what we should do differently or what we should do next because it seemed like um, the markets would go up, our investments would go up, then they come back down, and then they go up and they come back down. It seemed like a seven-year cycle. Every every seven years, we'd go through this cycle, and so the investment gurus out there would always say, "Well, you need to diversify your investments. You need to, you know, when this one's going up and this at the same time as this one's going down." Well, I thought about that and I thought, "Well, this one's making ten percent and that one's losing ten percent. Where are you really at? You've made nothing and you've gone nowhere. How does that make sense as investment advice?" And then we're told, well, you've got to use the DRIP program. This is the dividend reinvestment plan. This is some plan, all right. You, re- you reinvest the dividends back into the same place they came from. Well, how does that make any sense? If it's a lousy investment, or if the price is not right, or if it's not the best place to put the money, why would we automatically reinvest the money back into the same place they came from? And we've been all doing this for years. That's what we're taught. That's the what? default. That's the default when you go into um, do your investments. The little checkbox is already there of dividend reinvestment. Reinvest exactly. That's what it does. Yeah. And, you know, I come to study that a little bit. And I, I met with the, uh, the financial guys from Fidelity Investments. I met with them in Banff. I said, explain to me how this works. Because it appears to me that when a fund pays a dividend and that dividend is reinvest, reinvested, the value of the shares drop to incorporate those, that new purchase and you end up with more shares. So you've got more shares but you don't have any more money. Now how does that make any sense? The only time that's going to go up is if the share prices go up in value. Now I think about a wonderful uh, mutual fund company <coughs> years ago that they bragged and advertised and they used the Warren Buffett philosophy of investing of <coughs> buy and hold. You know, <coughs> and, uh, and I thought man here we are, we've gone through 10 years and there's been no dividends paid on these kinds of investments that they have. I got the same amount of shares and I got the same amount of money after 10 years. There's got to be a better way of investing. This buy and hold isn't working either. <coughs> so I was listening to an interview uh, with Warren Buffett where uh, Warren said, this is the first time in, in, the, in the last, I don't know, 10 years, he says, where I'm going to give the dividends from Berkshire Hathaway back to my investors and, and just let them do what they want with the money. And, uh, and the uh, interviewer said, well, why, what's different this year? Why would you, do, why would you, um, you know, not reinvest the money? He says, well, I really couldn't find a new investment opportunity where I could make 10 cents on the dollar or a 10% return. So I'm just going to let the investors do what they want with the money. And uh, it, it, it occurred to me, it's like, oh, my goodness. He's not taking the dividends that he earns from the Coca-Colas and the and Gillettes and the Microsofts and the McDonald's Corporation and reinvesting those dividends back into the same companies that produced them. He's actually looking for a new investment opportunity and using those dividends there. Well, why are all of us in the financial industry reinvesting back into the same fund, the same companies that they come from? He's the billionaire and we're not. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And so I realized, well, we've got to figure <coughs> out a way 
to not reinvest those dividends in the fund that it came from, but allow them to accumulate in a little side account inside the plan, but in a little side account. So when that new investment opportunity does come along, we got some cash to work with. Yeah. Doesn't that make sense? Totally. Now, when the market is crashing and dropping, that's the last thing people want to do is bring their checkbook in and buy more, buy more investments. Although we know that's the time to do it, that's the last thing most people want to do. So I created a strategy that actually provides the money so I've got money available when the market crashes or if there's something else making money that we don't have in the portfolio, I got some new money to go and reallocate over into that direction to take advantage of that new opportunity. Or maybe we should have some gold bullion in the portfolio. I got some money that we can use that with so I'm not reliant on the client going against their natural instinct of bringing their checkbook in. I've actually created a portfolio that's generating income and that brings me to another point. What does everybody want when they retire? What do they want to know? Want how to know much income? How much can they live on with the money that they have? Right, but they want to know income. How much income am I, am I get, can I get from my investments when I retire? Well, I started realizing that, well, if I purchase investments that generate monthly income streams, I can tell them every month how much income their investments are able to generate. So when they need to start receiving that income, it's like they've got a part-time job in the form of an investment portfolio providing them with a monthly income stream. How, what's the other benefit? Well, they don't have to uh, sell anything or cash anything in to receive the income. So it doesn't matter what's happening in the market as far as the value of their investments, it's the income stream that they're focusing on. And I take that or compare that the same as a piece of rental property, a duplex. Let's say, for example, it doesn't matter if that duplex is assessed or appraised at, you know, $500,000 and then $300,000 and $400,000. We're looking at the monthly income streams coming from that property as the focus. And I look at my investment portfolios exactly the same way. It, we, we're going to build income generating portfolios. Show me anybody else out in the marketplace who's doing that. That's what we've discovered as being a better way to start allocating the money and actually buying and investing in the stuff that's making money. Right. The first thing people do when they bring their statements in, they've got, they've got this little uh, circle, uh, usually in red. How come we've still got this dog in the portfolio that's down 13% since January? You know, they want to get rid of the dogs. They don't want to add more money to it. They've been looking at that thing for three years. Don't tell me somebody's going to hang on to those funds for 25 years and enjoy that average annual rate of return of 12% after 25 years. I don't know anybody in, in my 24 years in business that would tolerate that. The first, they'd say, look, you get me out of that fund or I'm getting rid of you. That's what they tell me. Mm -hmm. So you figure it out. Those are, those are misleading numbers that the average investor does not enjoy. Mm -hmm. They are not an example of, of the rate of returns that they talk about. Right. So... What you're saying too about Warren Buffett is that you know he was always choosing income generating funds, you know, or, or investments that he was doing. He was always trying to take the things that are going to give dividends. Mm -hmm. So that was the, the biggest thing. So he's got dividends. He's got money to work with in order to go and do more investing. Right. Right. He didn't have to go and take money from from his investors again. Right. Um, he's taking the dividends and then using them to go and buy more investments right. they're gonna and then hopefully those investments are also going to provide right. better dividends right. even better dividends than what they were getting right. from where they came from so mm -hmm. he's diversifying his sources of income by investing in diversity of different types of companies that that uh, create income from different sources mm -hmm. it may be the uh, it may be the natural resource sector it may be the banking sector it may be the technology sector telecom you know all of these they, there's great companies that generate great income 
And um, so you want to have those in your portfolio because it's income that we're all focusing on. What does everybody want in retirement? It's income. A lot of the pension plans, they invest in real estate for the income generating potential that it has. Mm -hmm. So we want to create multiple sources of income or passive income from our investments so we don't have to be working trading hours for the income. Our investments are doing that for us. Doing all the work for us. Yeah. Now that comes down to one of Warren Buffett's quotes about about um, choosing investments: is you choose one that is not going to lose money. There's two rules about in, uh, choosing an investment, and the first one is choose one that is not going to lose any money, and the second rule is to don't forget the first rule, which is don't, don't lose, lose money, money. Yeah. right? Which also translates into choosing a fund that is always paying dividends. Mm -hmm. It's always generating income. It's not losing money, it's gaining money. Mm -hmm. Whether, and if it's gaining more money, then you're getting a bigger dividend. If it's getting less money, then you're getting a smaller dividend, but at least it's not losing money. And that's the, that's one of the biggest, one of the biggest things for anybody uh, choosing investments and, and having good results. Mm -hmm. Well, I think back to 2009, 2008, 2009, when our, you know, the average investment portfolio went down maybe 30%. My most conservative ones were only down 15, but a lot of people saw their portfolios go down 30% in nine months. Now, if you lose 30%, you have to earn 43% to get back to where you were. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you realize that, and then all of a sudden, all your financial advisors are telling you, well, you have to have realistic expectations. I mean, after all, 43% is quite, quite a recovery. You know, we, we, got, we got to settle for 4% rate of returns. <sighs> that doesn't cut it for me. That is just not, to me, does not make any sense. How about we just don't lose the 30% in the first place? Right. And we start making a steady amount of money every, every year without losses. How many how many different types of places can you put your money or do you know of that can do that? I know of a few myself. Only a few. Yeah. There's not many. There's a couple. Um, I can I can allude to a couple of them right now. One of which is actually a, a special type of mortgage uh, because I know it's not going to make me money, but it is guaranteed to save me money every single month, every single year. Tax-free. Tax-free. No risk. Yeah. That's one thing right there. And then also our vault strategy. We've got a place that you can store your money that in the last 72 years, is, it, is that how long it was? 74 years 74 now. years. Never missed a dividend. It has never missed a dividend. And averaged over 8% per year for the last 25 years. Right. That sounds like a pretty never good... Never went backwards. Never yeah. lost money. That's a pretty good investment. You know, yes. those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. That's a good place to put your money where you know that it's going to um, be creating that income for you, creating that dividend for you, on and on and on. And where true compounding can actually take place. Right. I'm, uh, I'm hard-pressed to find any other place to put your money where compounding actually happens. Maybe in a bank, paying a half a percent, one percent, two percent interest. You divide that into 72 and it tells you how many years it takes for your money to double. Well, we don't have that many cycles left in us in our lifetimes to, uh, to count on a lot of growth on our money in that area. So we need to do better than that. We have to at least do better than taxes and inflation and interest rates at the banks. You're losing money. 
you are actually losing buying power and losing money, storing your money in the bank. And they have full control to use it and lend it to you and your family for your mortgages and your car loans and your lines of credit and all of the things that you want to use it for at way more than what they're paying the person who deposited or lent it to them. Yeah, every every $100 you deposit, they can lend out $1,000 and they can charge whatever the current interest rate is, prime plus 3% typically for a yep. line of credit or a, yep. or a loan. So right. you're going to pay 8 to 13% somewhere around there. Yeah, my one line of credit right now is 7.64% or something like that. So yep. like it, that's a pretty substantial interest rate mm -hmm. in com when you think about it. And you know, you gave them a hundred, and they lent out a thousand. And then and they're going to make interest on it. And they're going to make interest on a thousand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're making ten times the profits that we are. Well, even more than that. Way yeah. more. Way more than that. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you give them back the money on that money that they lent you, they're relending that back out times ten too. So it's got an exponential effect of what Every they're doing. Every payment you give you give back from your loan, they rent they exactly let that go again at ten times what you gave them. Yeah. So, you know, we can be critical of the bankers, or what's wrong with, how would you like to be the banker? How would you like to enjoy the benefits that the banks are currently enjoying? We need banks, we need access to money, we need access to capital, no doubt about it. So I'm not gonna bash them completely. However, you need to realize how much money they're earning off of us when we lend them money, because they don't have any of their own money. If I take $100 and deposit it, I'm actually lending my money to them. Right. I'm lending my money to them, but once they have it, guess what? The government has said it's their money now. It's an asset on their balance sheet. Mm -hmm. You've given up control of the money. And if they get into financial difficulty, they can actually use your money and take it without even asking you. That's already been turned into law in the U.S. and in Canada. How do you feel about that? Not cool. No. So what else can we do? Have our own bank. Exactly. We need to build our own custom bank. We got to build our own custom bank. Yep. It's a slow process. It doesn't happen overnight. There's no get rich quick scheme, but when's the best time to plant a tree? Today. Today. Right so now. you start no matter where you are, you start. Yeah, and we're not talking about um, creating your own like bank account and your own debit card and your own like that's not what we're talking about. But we are talking about designing something that is a place for you to store your money that is liquid that is protected and sheltered from sheltered the from taxes and the government that you can that will grow uninterrupted that will that you have access to whenever you want and that the you know like the banks can't just take your money if they get into trouble and uh, and not give it back to you right 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 it's totally belonging to you totally protected totally liquid which means totally accessible and that's what we're trying to talk about when we're talking about you know okay. building your own custom bank your own custom vault for money mm -hmm. if you like this episode you're going to love our free online workshop that explains the concept and many others in more detail the true wealth workshop will give you the tools to get out of debt quicker get your finances in order the right way sign up for the free online workshop at mycustombank.com <laughs>